Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, your host, and uh, another beautiful day here in the Macedon Rangers, Tuesday the 16th of February 2021, and I trust you're having a phenomenal start to your week, wherever you happen to be in the world. And if you're a first-time listener, thank you so much for plugging into the podcast. I really hope that this is of value to you, and there's something out of this particular episode that will enable you to want to dig into some of the, I guess, the back catalogue, for want of a better term but continue to listen moving forward because my whole aim with this podcast is to help either brand new to sales leadership uh, people or people who are aspiring to become a sales leader or in fact sales leaders who have been in the game for a little while to uh, understand tips, tricks, strategies and tactics to help you become that exceptional sales leader where through the process your team delivers more exceptional and sustainable results uh, but you get more meaning and certainly more money in your pocket because of the prestige that comes with uh, leading a very successful, sustainably successful team. So that's that's my mission and uh, I trust that you enjoy the message today. And of course, if you're a returning listener, thanks for plugging in. Always uh, love getting feedback from people who are listening to the episodes and uh, I really appreciate the comments that I get in relation to the value that I'm providing. So my goal and my objective is to continue to provide that value. So um, it's going to be different things to different people. So if it does resonate, hey, just uh, love you to reach out to me either via LinkedIn or via email. Send me an email, darren at darrenmitchell.com.au and let me know what you think about the show. Plus, if there's any specific topics you'd like me to cover off, more than happy to talk about that and in the process, give you a big shout out in the in the show as well. So on today's episode, I've... Um, I had a fantastic conversation over the last, um, well, late last week actually, with um, a really senior executive with an Australian, big Australian company, and we were talking about uh, some challenges he's got with his business and his, with his team, taking taking them through a journey of transformation, and they're by no means where they need to be. And one of the challenges he's got a lot of people within his team, within his business, who have been, I guess, with the business for a long period of time, and they're kind of stuck. They're stuck in the status quo. They're they're a little bit resistant, if you like, to change, and certainly a little bit resistant to transformation. So we've been talking about how we can help, uh, how we can help him and his business and his team uh, put together a platform and a foundation for uh, growth, transformational growth, but also help reposition them in the marketplace. Because right now they have a really, really high quality product. Um, and a really high quality service goes with that product, and it is recognised in the industry as a fantastic product and service. But they're not where they need to be, and they've got some challenges internally. And many of the challenges is people have been there for so long, so they're stuck doing things in a certain way and not necessarily open to the possibility of change. But change is exactly what they need to do in order to to make this transformation and really get to the next step, the next level of their evolution to really uh, go up the league ladder, if you like compared to all their competitors and really maximize their potential. And so we talked about what some things we can put in place and and we potentially going to be running a bit of a workshop for them uh, and take their team and leadership team through this and really crystallize what's important to them, but also what are some things they need to put in place in their business from a structural but a thinking point of view to give themselves every opportunity of maximizing that potential. So in today's episode, I just wanted to talk through, I guess, some thoughts that came out of the conversation that 
we're going to put in place some, I guess, some pillars uh, for this particular team, this particular organization that I'm confident we'll be able to assist them in really making the transformational jump that they need to make. That will certainly appease their, I guess, their owners, but in the process, certainly uh, separate the ones that want to be a part of the journey from the ones that don't. Uh, but more significantly, allow them to maximize the potential that's that absolutely, absolutely there. And so one of the, the overriding premise here is, and the, I guess the topic of today, I'm going to put the topic or the headline of today is always start with the end in mind. And that, and that stands to reason that in order for us to achieve anything, we need to know what the, what the outcome is. What does success look like? What's the journey? What's the end of the journey look like? What is our goal? What is what is our outcome? What is our dream? Whatever the case, whatever way you want to use it in terms of descriptions, it's it's always important to start with the end in mind because achieving exceptional results and also sustainable results is 100% possible. But we've got to begin with that end in mind. It's almost like thinking, well, I'm going to I'm going to go off on holidays and I'm just going to head off in that direction, I'll end up somewhere. Well, that's ridiculous. And if you think about any time you've gone away, whether it be locally here in Victoria or when we could travel overseas, you would have had a very specific destination in mind in terms of where you were going to head to. And so all the planning was geared around that destination. So that was the first thing you need to put in place. Otherwise, you'd just be running around in circles and potentially jumping on a plane and just having a mystery flight. Now, a mystery flight might sound really enticing, really exciting, don't know what the destination is, so it's a bit of a surprise, but we don't want to leave our businesses and our teams to an unknown outcome and just think whatever the outcome is going to be will be. And that that is not the way to certainly plan. It's certainly not the way to run a successful team and certainly not the way to run a successful business. So no mystery flights for us. We need to know exactly what the destination is because that's where we can begin to put in robust plans to give us every opportunity of hitting that destination. Now, the one thing that we need to realize though is yes, you've got to have the end in mind, but we don't need to have a relentless, constant focus on that end in mind. Once you've got the end in mind, we know what success looks like. We need to then be able to break it down because for many people, a big, hairy, audacious goal, for example, which we've talked about earlier this year, may be too big, too huge, and too outside of people's realm of um, intellectual capability right now that they it might actually become a bit of a demotivator. So it's really important for us as leaders, certainly, to be able to take that end in mind and now break it down into bite-sized chunks. Now, it could be a quarterly, it could be a six-monthly, you might even break it down into monthly, and for some people, you might even break it down into weekly objectives. Now, this what this does, it, need, it enables people to now look and place their focus on a smaller uh, destination because then it's more likely to be believable. And for many people, it's more likely to think, they're more likely to think, well, this is more achievable. So I think I can achieve that based on based on this smaller chunk. Now, the key though is, okay, we've got to start with the end mind, but the key then is to focus on, okay, what is the environment that me as a leader has to create in order to underpin the success? And this is where the rubber really hits the road for teams and what separates the teams that go on to achieve extraordinary success and those which don't. And it's the leaders who can actually create this environment and get really granular on what are the elements of this environment that give themselves every opportunity of leapfrogging their competition and really separating themselves from everybody else. And what's really interesting is if you look at most organizations out there, and certainly sales teams is, is my experience, is the, the senior leaders are so fixated on the end number. They're focused on the quarterly goal, the six-monthly goal, the end-of-year goal. And they make it really granular. So they're expecting the sales leaders to now measure their teams individually on each of those sort of metrics as well. And so all the conversations tend to be around the achievement of that number and where we are year to date in relation to that number. 
the great organizations that have exceptional leaders within them, and this is where the exceptional sales leader comes into it, are the ones that can now look at, okay, we know what that goal is, but now let's start talking about the specific elements within the environment we need to create that will give ourselves every opportunity of being in a position to be able to achieve those numbers. But it's not the focus or the fixation on the numbers that's the most important thing. The fixation is then gonna be on the elements of the environment that will enable us to hit those numbers. So it's things like, and what you might be thinking, sitting there thinking, well, what are these elements of the environment? What's really important? Well, I can tell you that from experience and having worked with hundreds and hundreds of teams over the last few years, it's it's these things. It's the values that you hold dear to you in terms of the team values, the company values, but also your personal values that you uphold and you demonstrate on a constant basis day in and day out. It's the standards that you put in place. It's the expectations that you set for yourself, but also the expectations that you set for other people within your team, for your one-up leaders, for your senior leaders, for your customers, for your partners, for your shareholders, etc., etc., and all the other key stakeholders that go into the mix of creating an outcome for your end customer. It's those standards, those expectations that will separate you from everybody else uh, in your team, but also in your business and therefore in your marketplace. So you get really, really granular what those standards are. And then the third part is all about the behaviors. What are the behaviors that we're gonna demonstrate on a daily basis that we will be hold, held accountable for, that we will hold others accountable for, that we believe are conducive to us creating the environment that will lead to long-term sustainable success and also those exceptional results we always talk about. So think about the, the environmental factors you wanna put in place. If you haven't done exercise on what your values are as a team, sit down and do that. Now, a lot of companies I know put together you know, value matrices and they'll have laminated sheets all over the office walls in terms of these are our top five values, integrity, customer service, all that sort of stuff. But often, those are done by a select group of people, maybe a, a committee that's been set up to come up with these values, and it doesn't necessarily represent every single view within the organization. So if you do have some company values, by all means, start with that as a starting point, but have, an, have a conversation and really contest what those values are and think about at a team level, what are your values that you are going to hold uh, near and dear to you, that you want to be held accountable for, that you're going to be able to demonstrate every single moment of every single day? Because that is what's going to move the dial, not necessarily adhering to some, I guess, some values that have been created from the top down into the organization. So the environment is, is absolutely critical. Now, one key part of that environment is a thing called trust. And it was really interesting talking to this particular CEO because trust is a huge thing for, for him. And there are, and we've talked about this before, there are three core pillars when it comes to trust. And we know, and we've talked about this a lot as well, that your team and everybody within your organization, particularly if you're a senior leader, are watching your every move. And they're asking themselves the question, does what, does what Darren say, for example, does it match his actions? And they're, they're making this assumption, making this assessment every single moment when, when I'm seen, when I'm talking, when I'm not talking, when I'm walking, when I'm doing anything. And so they're making this assessment, am I talking what I'm uh, actioning and am I actioning what I'm talking? And so three core pillars, just really quickly, just to remind you what those are. First one is credibility. Does, does you, do you as a leader have credibility? Does everybody in your team have a level of credibility? Do you have the knowledge? Do you have the expertise? Do you do things that you are expected to do? Do you meet timeframes? So is there a level of credibility that you can hold your head up high and say, yep, we are very credible. We're, we're basing everything based on integrity, for example. The second one is reliability. How reliable are you? Do you get things done when you say you're going to get them done or do you get them done after the timelines you've set? All of that points to uh, reliability. So people are looking for and they want to do business with people 
who they know, who they like, and who they trust. And a key part of that is, are you reliable in terms of them wanting to do business with you? If you are, more likely that they'll start to trust you and therefore do more business with you. And the third pillar is, of course, uh, intimacy. So how, how much do you care about your people? How much do you invest in building the relationships? Which, by the way, is all about underpinning the environment you create for success moving forward. Do you care about your key stakeholders? Do you care about your customers? Do you care about your team? And how do you show that? It's not just lip service but do you genuinely care about them? Now, if you can do that, you've got three key pillars of trust, and it's more likely that you're going to be creating an environment where you'll have trust as a key platform for that environment, which, of course, will underpin your success. Now, with all of this environmental stuff, you've got to also think about, okay, once this is done, we've got to make sure that the values we put in place, the standards we put in place, the expectations, and all of the behaviors we've got we are that they can be measurable, but they also we can drive accountability. Now, this is the key point. In any highly successful team, we don't have accountability starting from the top down. We have accountability in 360 degrees, and it's in multiple directions, therefore, which means that you're going to have somebody who is a direct reporter or maybe two or three down from you who you expect to drive accountability upwards. Now, if you can do this well, and this, this maybe takes a bit of time and maybe a bit of teaching and, uh, and coaching and mentoring for your team in terms of how to give good feedback and how to have these conversations. What you want is for a highly effective, highly successful environment, you wanna have multiple layers of accountability where irrespective of the hierarchy, the conversation is prepared to be had based on the accountability of the standards that have been set. And that is what you want. Now, when you have a situation like that, you know you've got a great environment because the conversation is happening irrespective of the hierarchy. So if you can do that, rather than from the top down, you can have that from the bottom up and also multiple directions, then it's phenomenal. And the last part about this as well, and this is a conversation we we finished off with, is it's one thing to look at the scoreboard and the scoreboard will always tell you, have you won the game? Are you in front at that particular point? But it's more important to focus on the progress. And we talked about this previously on a podcast episode where it was the daily habits, the daily things we do that will add up over time to be big transformational changes. So if you're looking to how to how to transform your team, how to really take your team from where they are to a, to a big, hairy, audacious goal, it's not going to happen in one step. It's going to happen in daily incremental uh, efforts and daily incremental changes in behavior. So focus on the progress. Focus on what behavior you can put in place today that you can drive some accountability around, you can get some feedback on, and, and you can make progress towards. So if you're making progress, acknowledge the fact you're making progress. Acknowledge the fact that other people are making progress and start rewarding that progress. Now, when I say reward, it doesn't have to be monetarily. It just could be a, an acknowledgement or an accolade to say, hey, love the way you had that conversation, which is different to what you did last week, and that is phenomenal, keep doing that. So it's the reinforcement of that positive behavior. So focus on the progress and not necessarily the goal, but it all starts with, and none of this matters unless you have a really clear objective in mind in terms of what success looks like, which means you've got to start with the end in mind. And so it was a really, really interesting conversation. I'm really looking forward to working this particular uh, this particular leader and his team and uh, helping them make some transformational change that I know with over time through this daily habit, they're going to deliver some significant results, not only in the short term, but also in the long term, and they'll become sustainable and they will become 
almost unstoppably in the marketplace. So if you'd like some help with that, uh, I'd love to have a conversation with you and help you through that process and help you in the process also take your leadership to the exceptional level. And if you're committed to doing that in the next 90 days or so, at least getting the platform put in place, let's have a conversation. I'd love to work with you one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, and we'll jump on a Zoom call and we'll have a conversation about what that program looks like and uh, we'll get to work. So uh, with that, have a really highly productive day. Have an awesome day and I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.